Welcome back in, I'll say, as it's still Jesse Smithy and me, Josh Ward, right here on the Sports Animal. Jesse Smithy, fivestarpreps.com. We talked a little bit of high school football just a few minutes ago on Tennessee Sports Night. We'll talk a lot of high school football over the next half hour. Big week here, Jesse. A lot of really good teams here in the area as well, as we've highlighted over the last 10 weeks. But teams that have, I would say, a lot on the line here over the next couple of days because they also have big aspirations heading into the postseason next week. The two classifications I think people need to watch the most are number one, 5A. That's the one that's had the most parity all season long. And whether it's Region 2, 5A, whether it's Region 3, 5A, whether it's Region 4, 5A, all three of those have just had guys or teams going up and down the rankings all season long. And here we get to week 11, and things are going to be decided. Catholic, Lenore City, they play for a region championship. Central and Gibbs, they play for a region championship. Fulton, Oak Ridge, region championship on the line. So the schedule gods have given us great things here in week 11, and uh, it often doesn't set up that way. But we've had a lot of duds type of weeks where it just haven't been really marquee games, but we're certainly making up for it on the back end of the season. Yep. so a lot to talk about. Teams that have championship aspirations, including the head coach of the uh, team who joins us now, Jesse. We welcome special guest here on Prep Sports tonight. Yeah, we're now joined by Gary Rankin of Alcoa High School, the state's winning as football coach. Gary, thanks for joining us on the program tonight. How are things out in Blunt County? Oh, everything's great. We're uh, we're fortunate. We're winning. Everybody's healthy. Uh, probably as good as it's ever been, I guess, this late in the year as far as the whole ball of wax. We're playing well, and like I say, we've been very fortunate with the injuries. Everybody's happy and smiling, so everything's good. Hey, I want to address some big things before we get too deep into the interview. I asked you to come on the radio today, and you said yes, and you, you used an emoji in your text message. I was proud of you. Oh, well, yeah, I'm getting real good at some of that stuff. <laughs> I'm getting real good. <laughs> Gary, up. Yeah, you talk about your football team, and I'll go back to the Maryville 7-on-7 seven seven at uh, Maryville College, I should say, and mm-hmm. talked with you then, and oftentimes you don't hear coaches say, yeah, we're in a good spot right now, or it's oftentimes we got a lot of work to do, but you were pretty forthright with me in, in, in telling about how good your football team was then and how good it could be. Why did you take that approach when oftentimes coaches try to downplay how good they could be? Well, I, and most of the time I'm honest with our kids and honest about everything that we do, and I think that's helped us over the years just with some consistency stuff. But, I mean, we had a lot of kids coming back from last year. We had an experienced quarterback, and that's vital sometime. And uh, just felt good about our kids, about how they were working and where we were, and I thought we had a chance to be a, a, a really good football team, and, you know, we are right now. But the kids have uh, really played well, and – you know, just knowing your group and knowing your kids. And, you know, we had a lot, like I say, we had a lot of kids coming back, but I knew they'd keep working out and knew they would keep getting better. So uh, we felt pretty good about them early. We're talking to Alcoa coach Gary Rankin here on Prep Sports tonight. Why has your defense played so well, do you think, this year? Well, we're awful strong up front. Defense, well, our defensive line is awful strong. And, you know, and I've I figured that out in the last few years, especially at Alcorn. The stronger we've been up front in the, with our defensive front, the better football team we've had a lot of times. So, you know, that's probably our strongest area. We've got a lot of kids back there, and they're very good football players. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if it's not true at every level, but you've got to have some defensive linemen and uh we certainly have that right now for a 3 in school. Certainly that's played a part in all of these shutouts. I think you guys have six total and four out of the last five weeks, something like that. What does that say more so about your reserves who are coming in and playing these second halves and, and keeping teams yeah, off the board? Great, great question because we don't go into the second half. If we're ahead, our, our first objective is to play as many kids as we can. 
Now, the, there's been a little prideful thing about trying to keep goose eggs up on the up on the board, but we're sure not putting first team uh, players back in to try to accomplish that. So it does say a lot about our second team and guys that are getting in there to play. And you know, we're never going to try to score a lot of points on somebody, but anytime we can shut somebody out, we're certainly going to try to do that. On the offensive side of the football, you, you mentioned him already with Walker Russell, your quarterback, and when you and I have talked about him before, about him being underrated when it comes to recruiting, what's his ceiling, do you think? Well, he's, he's an awful good football player, and I, I, have, I feel for sure that he can play at the next level. I'm not exactly sure what level that is, but uh, he's certainly one of the better quarterbacks in the state of Tennessee, I believe. And you look at his stats, and they don't jump off the page at you, but he's only played five full, five full games right now. I think he... I think he played the whole Maribel game for sure, and maybe the third quarter of the Dobbins minute. Besides that, it's been halftime. He's been out. So his stats are very meaningful. He's done it against good competition. He's done it when it counts, and uh, he certainly can make somebody a, a quarterback at the next level. Obviously, you guys have a big game coming up with Austin East. It's a program that you've run into a few times over the last 10 years or so. When you watch them on film, what sticks out? Fast. Fast. You can't even keep the film hardly on them. Uh, just lots of speed, and anybody can run like that. It's dangerous, and they can hurt you at times. So we're going to do a good job of keeping them corralled. Uh, I think we're better in certain areas of the football team, but they sure, certainly have more speed than we do. And Jeff does a good job over there. He's always got them prepared, and they always play under control. So it'll be a you know, there's a lot on the line, and, and playing at their place is a, is a tough place to play. So uh, we'll learn some things Friday night for sure. Do they do anything differently this year compared to your two matchups from a year ago? Not really. Not really. They had an outstanding quarterback a couple of years ago, but they're doing the same thing, and he's got a little system going on over there. And Like I say, they got tremendous speed, and they got four or five guys that can play for anybody in the state of Tennessee. So they've always got some great players and, uh, you know, I say a lot of speed and stuff. So they can certainly cause you a lot of problems. We're talking now, co-coach Gary Rankin, a week before the postseason, do you like playing a, a quality opponent like you will in Austin East the week before the playoffs begin? We do, and, you know, sometimes that doesn't always happen like that. But, uh, you know, the way the way the playoffs are set up, a lot of times you're going to get a first-round opponent that sometimes maybe not be the, a, a caliber team that you are. So it's good to be able to play somebody pretty tough late in the season if you can. Ours, our, our, our schedule was a little front-heavy. And, you know, that bothers you sometimes, but uh, Austin East will certainly give us the kind of work that we need. They have a linebacker, number two, I believe, Chris Stevenson, that's made a, a ton of tackles this year. Uh, have you seen him much on great film? Great player. Still, you know, he jumps out on film. He's a great player. Uh, you better get a hat on him or he'll be in your backfield all night long. So he's he's certainly one of the better linebackers that we've seen this year for sure. And that's one of the kids I was talking about that could play for anybody. Just an outstanding player. Gary, news came out that you guys are going to be playing a home and home with Blackman. Of course, that means you get to go back into uh, Murfreesboro and coach a game. What are your feelings about that matchup? Uh, my first feeling was they probably ought to drug test the coach at Alcoa. <laughs> uh, probably not a smart decision, but we were having a little trouble getting games, and you know we feel like we can we can play those teams. Some uh, we certainly can't line up and play those teams week in and week out. You know we have Maryville on there. We played the Dobbins Bennett and. You know, we have some depth for a 3A school, that's for sure, but we don't have 6A depth. So uh, we're going to try to schedule some of those teams, but we can't schedule too many of those 6A teams. And it's usually just a depth problem. Uh, anybody wants to dress 11, let's dress 11. We'll play anybody probably as many times as you want. But 
Uh, in football, sometimes it comes down to numbers a little bit. But we look forward to that game. I think they're ranked five or six in the state right now. Uh, got a great program. So it'll be fun to go back down there and uh, see what we do with them. Well, and, and you mentioned Maryville. You did find success against them earlier this year with the win. And you mentioned the way your guys have worked. How, how much was that a factor in what you right. thought this team could be this year? Well, we've had a lot of success against Maryville for three quarters. And if you go back and look at the history in the last eight or nine years, it's been very, very close at the end of three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, some of those numbers enter in and some of those things factor in, or at least that's what we think. That, But uh, uh, we, we've got a little bit more depth now. We certainly want to, uh, you know, try to up our schedule a little bit. And it's, and it's harder to do than it seems like sometimes because you got to match dates and you got to match home in a way. So it's a lot harder to get a schedule than some people realize sometimes. While we're talking about scheduling and things that are off the field, there's been some talk about the TDLSAA trying to get rid of or, or proposing to get rid of spring practice. I wonder where you fell in that matter. I, I think they need to look at a lot of rules. I think they need to look at the at the at the eligibility rules. And you know, Powell gets you know gets kids get suspended or or, or games get suspended at Powell. Games get suspended uh, somewhere in Middle Tennessee. I think there's a couple things they need to look at. And uh, spring practice is one of them, and, I, and I've got mixed feelings on that. But I think there's some I think there's some things that Tila Soble needs to take a hard look at because it just kills me to, to to pick up a paper or pick up a news somewhere and see that some school has had to forfeit seven or eight games because one guy was not doing what he was supposed to do, and it just seems like sometimes we're punishing. I think we're punishing the wrong people, and uh, like I say, I don't have any ties to Powell High School. I don't have any ties to any high school but Alcoa High School, but it hurts me to think those seniors that put in that time and all that work and all of a sudden it goes out the window. So I think, and I know there's a proposal brought up right now that uh, I think maybe from Collierville High School, maybe in West Tennessee, that uh, once the first day of school starts, a kid couldn't transfer and be eligible to another school unless it was outside a 20-mile radius, and I think that's an excellent, excellent proposal maybe. But I think there's some things that the TLSO Blade needs to look at and uh, – you know, I know they're looking at spring practice, and with all the concussions and all the things going on, I can see some validity in that, and uh, uh, it's not a bad idea. Is it just because they, they want to prevent burnout or over-extension? I think of... that's part of it. I think so. You know, the concussion and number of hits and, and a lot of different things, but, you know, if I have a say-so in it, I can I can speak my piece. I, I would like to have at least five days of no contact or – whatever it is, I'd like a trade-off in there somewhere. But there's only 11 states in the United States that are having spring football right now. So uh, I think it's certainly a thing that's going out at some point in time to some level. Um, but I would like to have some days to work with those kids. It's crazy how the games evolve. I, my dad used to tell me stories about them giving him salt tablets in the summer. Unbelievable hatch change, uh, Jesse. Unbelievable. I mean, spring practice, and I used to be one of the worst probably spring practice you know, back in the day, it was going, we're going to find out who wants to play. If you do that in this day and time, you won't have many that want to play. So I think it's changed a lot, even our spring practice. And we're, we're probably known as the physical team at Alcoa, but our spring practice is very non-physical, a lot of teaching. And like I say, I could do it without pads and probably be just as happy. Yeah, well, why do you think you've been able to, to make sure that you guys are so physical still on Friday nights during the season? Well, I think a lot of – in the off season, the mental mental toughness and some of that stuff in the off season, and you know we do our share of hitting in the fall, but it's not it's not over hitting for sure. Uh, and, and we tackle every day. We never take that down to the ground. And 
you know, just the off season and what you, how you approach it in the fall. So um, we've been able to maintain ours. The work's paying off. Alco is 9-0, getting ready for a big game against Austin East, and then the playoffs begin next week. Gary, we always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight. I, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Alcoa coach Gary Rankin, one of the best uh, in the area, one of the best in the state for a long time, too. Yeah, the state's winning as coach, and those wins continue to pile up. It seems like they're going to probably get six more this year on their way to a state championship. I know there's some teams out in the Memphis area that care to disagree, but I've seen a lot of Alcoa teams come through there, and this is one of the better ones. Using emojis in those text messages, huh? Yeah, he's on top of his game there here late in the season. That's what you like to see. Yeah, I like it. He's Jesse Smith of 5starpreps.com. I'm Josh Ward. We'll get you ready for Week 11 coming up next right here on The Sports Animal. Back here on Prep Sports tonight. Thanks for being with us. Ball calls will take over at 8 o'clock. They will be at Calhoun's on the River. Tennessee getting ready for South Carolina on Saturday. We're getting ready for Week 11, the final week of the high school football regular season. Jesse Smithy of 5starpreps.com. That's his website. Uh, games, we, we mentioned about 20 minutes ago. Games moving around, though. That's something to pay attention to the schedule for the next couple of nights. Yeah, we've seen... South Doyle and Powell moved to Thursday night. We've seen Maryville Bradley Central move to Thursday night. We've seen Midway Oliver Springs move to Thursday night. Again, these are all big-time games. They're not just meaningless games of teams that are going to miss the playoffs. These have big impacts, and they're moving to Thursday night, giving themselves a short turnaround from last week and and th- kind of throwing a change-up to their normal routine and, and making it for a quick, quick prep week. So it's... um. It's, going to put some guys in some tough positions but um you know they're trying to avoid some weather and make sure that they maintain uh, certain gate numbers uh we talked to alcoa coach gary rankin a few minutes ago maryville gets ready for bradley central going to bradley central what do you think about that the way maryville's playing number three in your five-star preps top 15 just not expecting anything other than just a maryville dominating win the way that they're playing defensively over the last three to four weeks is just Otherworldly is is the word that comes to mind because of what they look like in the first half of the season. This is a completely different defensive unit for Maryville, not from a personnel standpoint, but from the way that they're playing, the effort that they're giving. And sure, they're not playing the the Fultons of the world or the Alcoas, um, but Cleveland has athletes. Uh, Bradley Central will have athletes. Ottawa has athletes and a lot of speed, and they're just shutting it down. Mason Shelton, the linebacker, at Maryville, just a junior. He's a guy that I talked with Derek Hunt about on the phone two weeks ago, and a guy that moved down here from Chicago. Uh, they had him, uh, I believe, in a different position. They moved him to outside linebacker, and he's just taken off. Now Derek thinks he could be uh, a next-level type of linebacker. I'm not saying SEC, but Division One possibly. And uh, Just guys keep popping up there into big roles and making big plays, and Maryville's just Maryville again. It is a big game tomorrow night, Fulton and Oak Ridge, two of your top six teams, by the way, in your top 15. Yeah, and we mentioned it earlier. Fulton's playing his best football of the season right now. Uh, Xavier Malone on point. Uh, Deshaun F- uh, Fenderson is, is coming up big. Uh, Deshaun McKinney coming up big. Deshaun Page coming up big. Ja'Cory and Anderson, all their marquee players are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're healthy, and that was the issue all season long with Fulton. That was the question mark. With them having their bye week in the first week, how would they be physically going into this Week 11 showdown, and how would they be going in the 5A playoffs, and they're right where they need to be? We've got some winning streaks that are going to collide this week with Gibbs and Central. 
What about that one? Yeah, I mean, Central starts off the year 0-2, Gibbs starts off 0-3, and here they are. Neither team has lost Neither team has lost. Central's reeled off seven wins, and I thought looked exceptionally strong last week, coming off of an off week where they had so much momentum and got interrupted by their off week in the schedule, and they came out and absolutely dominated South Doyle. I mean, just a total domination. South Doyle was averaging 40-something a game and, and didn't score a point, maybe... I don't even think they got to 100 yards of total offense. It was just night and day as far as where Team uh, Central was and where Team South Doyle was. And you got to wonder, being a South Doyle fan, how they're going to bounce back. They got a big game against Powell. It's not a region game, but it's a hey, are we are we going to be okay type of game going into the playoffs? What do you think about that game there? Uh, that game is at Powell. I think they need to get back to to running the football again. They weren't able to do that against Central, and and Mason Brain's got a got to do a little bit better under pressure. And uh, he was under pressure all night against Central. I think they had eight or nine sacks against against him. So he's got to bounce back from that type of game. And that's up to his offensive line as well. A, another game we talked about during Tennessee Sports Night, Farragut-Hardin Valley, which has uh, it has something on the line that we didn't expect. Or it was, yeah, I guess it wasn't expected to be the case this time a week ago. Maybe a little, uh, little prep sports tonight, good karma that came... West Jones way. Man, it, is a, it is a real thing. You Has come on be. this show and you're probably going to win a lot. Watch Gary Rankin win a championship. <laughs> Alcoa I mean, will probably have totally, success yeah, thanks to this show right totally here. be because of us. <laughs> yes. Nothing else. No, Hardin Valley is just a team I wouldn't want to play right now. After getting down 17 to nothing and then coming back a couple of weeks ago, they've just been playing lights out. And, and to beat Bearden the way they did a week ago was certainly impressive. Uh, Bearden finally got on the board 20 to 7 kind of late in the third quarter and you think, okay, here comes Bearden. They're Finally going to kind of wake up out of this slumber. They had a natural letdown because they beat Farragut, and now they're going to bounce back and rally and win this game. And Kelton Gunn just absolutely shut the door on that thought whatsoever. He returned to kickoff 97 yards, put Hardin Valley back up 27-7, to and the party was over. And uh, here's Hardin Valley with the chance to win its first region championship in school history. Uh, they're going to have to go on the road, though, and do that at a Farragut program that, again, has new life now that Bearden's out of the way and uh, they have a situation, just a one-game situation where they can win and get a number one seed in 6A. And that's that's huge in 6A football to have a one seed. Bearden will turn around and play Morristown West this week to close out the regular season. Should be uh, a, a highly winnable game for Bearden. But again, if, if, if they're down on themselves, if they're hanging their heads, a couple of guys have, have lost faith because, again, they could end up being a four seed which is almost unthinkable where they were two weeks ago after beating Farragut. Yep. They could possibly fall into a four-seed uh, situation given some of the tiebreakers that they they just lost the wrong games this year when you when you really break it down and look at it. But I think they go on the road and win that game easily against Morristown West. What do you think about Catholic and Lenore City? Um, probably going to be a game that Catholic wins. Now, Lenore City has certainly shown that they're capable of upsetting people. They upset Stone Memorial just a few weeks ago. Uh, but they were just blasted a, a week ago by Red Bank, a team that has some similar type of athletes that Catholic has, and I think Catholic probably has more Division One type of athletes than Red Bank. So I think you know Catholic's probably going to get the victory in this, and they're going to be favored to win this game. But I'm not going to be shocked if Lenore City is hanging with them going into the fourth quarter. They have some really good players. Cat, uh, excuse me, um, Greenville, they're fine heading into the final week. They yep. uh, take on Sullivan East, but Greenville's looking to close out a 10-0 regular season before the postseason next week. Yeah, long win streak going for that program, and they want to be on top of their game going into the 4A playoffs. We've said it time and time again. They want to be the best Greenville team that's ever come through that that school, and that's saying a lot. And they just want to dominate and dominate everybody that's in front of them, and they've been doing that. Cade Ballard still hasn't thrown an interception this year. 
It's incredible. Yeah, eighty-five percent completion percentage. Uh, he's second on the team in rushing, and he's I think twenty-nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. What happened the other fifteen percent of the time? I'm sure his teammates dropped him. I mean, he's not throwing Aaron passes up there. I can guarantee you that. It couldn't be the case. Uh, Greenback finishes 10-0. and 0. They know they're going to face Unakin uh, to start the mm-hmm. postseason, but Greenback going for another state title. Yeah, just, again, another program that's after a state championship, a defending state uh, champion, and they certainly look to be on top of their game as well. Holden Willis was our five-star preps player of the week for uh, Week 10, and he had a couple interceptions, returned one of those uh, 50 yards for a touchdown, and, Man, he's versatile. They can use him in the pass game. He's making plays defensively. They just have studs across the board out there. And, of course, we've talked about the addition of Alcoa running back Jalen McCord and what that's done to the to the team and, and bolstered its offense. So Greenback just looks unbeatable. It's going to be either Greenback versus Whitwell or Greenback versus South Pittsburgh probably in that state semifinal. Webb beat uh, CAK last week. We'll finish up the regular season at Silverdale Academy this week. Yeah, Webb is a team that we profiled in one of our classification reports this week on Five Star Preps, and we've done it really the last three or four weeks checking in with them because they kept believing. Even though they stumbled out of the gates, uh, lost three or four games there, and they knew they were going to be fine. They knew they still had highly winnable games in their region, and they've won those games. And now they're going to go into the playoffs as a number two seed and really in good position to try to make a run to Cookville where they've had a lot of success, won a lot of state championships, and probably going to come down to them or Notre Dame, and I think they're they're capable of pulling up that upset and beating Notre Dame, so we'll see. Uh, Knoxville West will uh, finish up the regular season against Campbell County. Yeah, and, and Campbell County, things have kind of gone downhill since that Fulton game. They played so poorly there. They had some players ejected, and that hurt them against Clinton a week ago, and so this game's probably more so important for West High School and, and trying to find its way into the postseason. Uh, final half minute here. I know you have coverage, fivestarpreps.com. Check it out. Anything else you want to add as we head into week 11? A lot of good games to follow here. Yeah, just check out the coverage. We'll be covering five games on, on Friday night. We'll have coverage tomorrow night as well, as long as region championship, or excuse me, uh, state championship in soccer that's going on right now in Murfreesboro. We'll have coverage from all of that. And uh, this Saturday, we'll be breaking down the playoff bracket. So make sure you're checking in, fivestarpreps.com. Fun fact you don't go to sleep. I don't. I go to sleep on Friday nights at about 3 or 4 in the morning, yeah. usually about 4. There you go. And then coffee's ready in the morning. He's good to go. He's Jesse <laughs> Smithy, 5starpreps.com. Vol Calls is next.